brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 435. Today is Sunday, April 21st, 2019. My name is Steve. I'm joined by both Hammy and Curtis. And before we start, help out the podcast. Write a review, share links on Twitter, tell your friends. If you do, Endgame will be as great as we're all hoping it will be next weekend. (laughs) And as long. Well, we... (laughs) Are you hoping it's longer than three hours? <laughs> yeah, I am. Time? I'm hoping it's somehow okay. they sneak in an extra half hour that we're not expecting. Are all your kids making, I'm not going to drink anything for two days before we go jokes? Because I'm getting a lot of that at home. No. Okay. Well, no. All right. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, in tonight's show, we'll discuss the Saturday night comeback, the insane week for the bullpen, the back end of the rotation, um, and that's it. But first, folks, a quick break. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All right, guys. So I'll admit as we start the topic of the comeback that I gave up on the game in the second after Tukey's meltdown. You know, I I saw an alert come up that Dansby had hit that homer. I was happy for him. But then the alert started to come out about the ninth, and I turned off what I was watching And went to the game and could not believe it. So let's quickly go through those at-bats. You know, it's when when I started to go through it, it was like I was reading through the Arizona series earlier in the week. But it was the Braves pitching. Um, Okay, so top nine, 7-3 Indians, Marquecas singles. And I want to talk about this. I don't know if you guys watched the post-game any. Nope. But there was a ton of, like, professional at-bat from Marquecas. You know, he never gives up, even when they're dead. There was a little, like, overcompensation from the old guys on the TV broadcast making up for the Marcakis signing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys get that. but They do I love totally, Marcakis. They certainly. I, yeah. Look, it's been great. And yeah. he's, he's done great this season. But we get it. That's the narrative right, so, of him all, all season. Yeah. And all last season. Pros, pro. Yeah, pros, exactly. pro. No one works harder. No one's here earlier. 
Nick Marcakis. All right. So Marcakis single, Camargo lines out, Dansby walks, Flowers walks, Ender strikes out. So now it's two outs, bases loaded, still seven to three. Ozzy singles, two score. It's now first and third. Donaldson walks to load the bases, pitching change. And that works because Freddie walks. Yep. And now it's seven to six. Then Acuna comes up and ropes that beautiful double to left. The Braves take the lead eight to seven. Marcakis then walks for his second at bat of the inning. And then Camargo ends it with a fly out. So Camargo, I hadn't realized that until I went back. Camargo made two of the outs in the inning. Um, so then Minter comes in and takes the first batter to three and two. And, you know, I get to say this because you can't prove it wrong otherwise. But if Minter walks that guy, the Braves lose that game. And tonight. And Sunday. I'm co- and tonight. I'm convinced. Seriously, though. Um, but he made an amazing pitch, bottom outside corner of the zone, perfect pitch, gets the call, um, and then doesn't go more than two balls on any guy, And you know, the next two batters. Like, does not get to a three-ball count on the next two batters. Um, just amazing. I mean, and with the seven and two-thirds scoreless innings in relief from the bullpen leading up to it. That's really, I mean— the the offense was amazing, um, and obviously all the stuff you said in Dansby's homer to to drive that, and just everyone contributing. But the real credit goes to the bullpen. Chang Carl two and three and two thirds, right? Just putting out the fire, um, and then a scoreless innings from Sabaka, who um, struck out the side but also gave up a hit and a walk. Winkler, Jackson, uh, Minter, as you mentioned. So I mean the the bullpen was just insane, and what a turnaround after Tukey's horrible outing. Horrible, but we needed that. Oh, we needed that. I mean, after so, well, and, you know, after the whole Arizona series was just horrible, and then the the Tehran loss was horrible, and it just felt like the bullpen. We were not going to hold anyone, like you said. And if you know, like if Minter had walked that guy, I truly think we'd still be losing t- tonight as well. But um, oh, we needed that. We really, really needed that win, and I think we can build off of that. Well, and that's the thing. And it's easy to say that because, you know, again, you can't prove it wrong. But what an amazing swing in the course of 15 minutes. And I mean of momentum, right? The Braves are about to get swept in a doubleheader heading into Sunday night baseball. But instead, they win that game. And now, I mean, as we're recording this Sunday night, it's it's 11 zip in the top of the seventh. Bases loaded for the Braves. Um, you know, the Braves theoretically end up two winning two of three when it should not have gone that way with two outs and a four run deficit. Uh, just amazing. Really just a great turn. And uh, hopefully, yeah, I mean, hopefully something they build on and, and the bullpen builds on because that was a tremendous day for them to put in that kind of work. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's the good stuff for the show. <laughs> And there was even bad stuff in there. The Tukey outing was just really, really bad. All the hit by pitches. Yeah. Just crazy. I mean, just, just awful. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about the bullpens games prior to Saturday night, because prior to Saturday night and sort of changing the storyline of the weekend or or of the week, uh, the, the entire narrative of this week is the wheels completely coming off the bullpen. So here are some numbers from the three-game series with Arizona. Um, The bullpen gave up 14 runs, 13 walks, and four hit by pitch. 
They blew a lead in the game against uh, in in game one against the Diamondbacks. Uh, couldn't hold a tie in the second game, and turned a 1-0 deficit into a 4-0 deficit in game three. They made Tehran's mess even worse in game one on Saturday against the Indians. Uh, you know, and Biddle and Sabatka were the main culprits. I mean, it was just, it was laughably bad that after that first game, the Biddle's postgame comments after Arizona saying, this is unacceptable, I promise this won't happen again. And then literally he goes out the next day and has a very similar outing and just, you know, completely goes off the rails. Um, Venters would have been part of the story this week, but he was put on the injured list with a fake injury because he just can't get anybody out. And even Wes Parsons, who had been great all season, fell apart in game one against Cleveland. Um, it was, again, Saturday night, uh, you know, it, not you know, notwithstanding Saturday night, it's been a really frightening week from the bullpen. Curtis, what do you got on this? Well, you wonder if this is just a function of ups and downs. I mean, uh, th- we've talked about this issue for so long and, and that they didn't make the moves and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, our old veteran that we were relying on is sort of on semi-retirement and on the injured list. And these guys, I mean, it's the same sort of deal with the starters. You just, the worst part about it is there's, you hadn't, you have no idea game to game what you're going to get. You don't trust any of them. I don't. Are you talking uh, about the starters? The No, the bullpen. Okay. I was going to say, cause you know, part of what's really a travesty about this is it's a great offense and the starters are only getting better. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's the bullpen. I mean, all of them you mentioned, I mean, it's across the board it, and, and it's crazy. Like that game where Sabatka came in and hit two guys. I mean, it's, you know, they, 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 they seem at times that they have not, they, the, the moment overwhelms them. Maybe, um, the, the stat that, stands out to me is their bullpen has a 12.1% walk rate, which is last in major league baseball, not surprisingly, but you know, you're just, you just kill yourself with that type of stuff. And the whole thing was that they were going to rectify that in the off season. And they fired their pitching coach because you know, that they sort of assigned that to him and they brought in a new pitching coach and we've still got the same problem. I mean, the breakdown from that inning and I forget who it was. I think it was Biddle that was pitching, but it went strikeout, Error on the pitcher, base on ball, a fly out, a base on ball, a base on ball, and another strikeout to end the inning. But that base on ball to get that run in was the was the winning run against Arizona, and we lost that game. And it's just stuff like that where, you know, I know they brought Bryce Wilson back up uh, on Sunday today, and and that they were going to build this from inside. They're not going to go and spend the money and do all this kind of stuff. But and I don't, you know, I. I don't know what my thoughts are on Kimbrell at this point. I think it's that ship has sailed. I think it's too late for us to try and think about bringing him in. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't gotten ready for the season. So how long until he's ready? Bigger than Kimbrell, right? I mean, yeah. Like you I mean, and you got to get to him. You know, I mean, yeah. the guys in the middle are blowing it up. So, you know, it, what happens? But sure, you- but it makes it better. I mean, d- don't discount that Kimbrell would make the team better. It would shorten the number of innings that you have to figure out. You know, right? Yeah. But I mean, who do who do you trust out of out of all of them? Do you trust any of them? I mean, and it's day to day. One guy looks brilliant. I mean, Luke Jackson has been one of our better relievers over the past couple of weeks since he had that terrible outing in Philadelphia. And Kurt, he, he, it's not one of the better relievers. 
it's the best reliever. Right. So, but 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 even with that, every time Luke Jackson takes the field, are you giving him the benefit of the doubt? Do you still trust him? No. I think. No, I, I mean, I kind of trust. I kind of trust Luke Jackson now. I trust West Parsons. Not you know, uh, forgetting about Saturday. Um, and look, Minter, you know, Minter missed his spring, right? So he's kind of having spring training right now, and maybe Saturday night is the turnaround. You know, he just needs to get some innings under his belt. I'm not ready to totally give up on Minter. And Bryce Wilson is the obvious next piece from the glut of starting pitchers to shore up the bullpen. He's got two pitches and he can, you know, he can throw a fastball. I mean, Bryce Wilson, and I mean, he just makes perfect sense for the bullpen. And I think that so long as we're, we're going to talk about Soroka and, and, and Tukey in a minute, but so long as Soroka stays healthy, Tukey could make great sense in the bullpen too. I mean, some of that help is there. Um, I think I they think, just need to do it, you know, think, and not put him in mop-up roles and let him really pitch. I think we've just said. I, I feel like the bar has been set so low that you're like convincing yourself that these guys are good, but they're. I don't think they're good enough, right? I mean, sure, Parsons is maybe he's good enough, right? And you saw good stuff from Webb and Tomlin this week, right? Um, Tom, I'm the only reliever not to walk anybody all week. Um, but it's but but, the, but honestly, Tomlin and Webb are the 24th and the 25th guys on the roster. Yeah, but so you know, and they're your best guys this week, right? I mean, Biddle's bad. Sabaka is. I mean, is he a work in progress? He yes, six definitely. runs this week. So yeah, but Sabaka can be brilliant. Yeah, and he, he throws a really hundred miles an hour too. Yeah. I know. He just when when he can command it, it's amazing. But we, the Brave, not including the starters, we walked 27 batters in five games, not counting Sunday's games, and, three, and not counting the three people that Tukey hit. 30 people in five games got on base without swinging the bat. We are not, I mean, it may be getting there and help is on the way, but I, it is a, it is a very, very big weak spot. And our offense is amazing, and our starting pitching is amazing. And like this this will continue to be to hold us back, and, we'll, and we will rue the offseason when we didn't sign someone. I don't think we're like a couple steps away from figuring this out. I think we'll never yeah, feel Yeah, I'm not saying we're games. a couple steps away. I mean, I am saying that there are some – there is some help on the way. And I'm holding out to just stay in the race until the – until the deadline. And I do believe that Anthopolis, if we are in striking distance, will make moves to shore up the bullpen. If he doesn't, then, you know, I mean, it's just going to be rioting in the streets or on Twitter, as the case may be. We're 11 but, to 10. So for 500 at the break? Eh, it's just about how many games back. Yeah, you're right. No, but there is. I mean, I think that there's a lot of these guys that it's sort of like Newcomb, you know, the the talent is clearly there. It's just refining it. And why? I mean, it's easy for me to say this sitting in this chair, but, you know, what is it going to take for these guys? Because this is now still seriously a year or two down the road that we've been having the same conversation. So at what point are they going to turn that? corner to where they can string it all together and and be productive as opposed to just being wild and out of control well but but kurt i mean we are seeing that freed i mean well let's step back well i'm talking around yeah sure and i'm talking more bullpen right now okay Uh, well 
Yeah, Freed is, I mean, Freed is. Freed has turned it around. Soroka, I think, has already figured it out. He's our best starter right now. Yeah. But I think it comes back to who can you trust, right? I mean, it was it was different people every every week. You know, the goats th- this week were different for every game and not, you know, capital goat. Like for Freed game, it was Minter, Jackson, Biddle. For Gossman, it was Biddle. For Soroka's game, it was Sabaka. Tehran's game, Parsons made it worse. I mean, there's just, who do you trust? Every yeah. one of those guys, you know, if you say Minter and Jackson are the guys we trust, not in Freed's game, first game this week. Right, and some of them had good outings on other days. It's just how do you piece that together, and how do you get it to where you can start to rely on that? Because I don't well, think you can rely on any of them. You don't, but you keep. I mean, I hate to sound like a Brian Snitker post game, uh, you know, uh, press conference, but you keep running them out there until you figure out what you have. I mean, there's, there's, this there's is, only so many choices, right? People are like, what are we going to do? Let's make some trades. It's April. There's no trades there's, out there. There's no trades. And, I, you know, I know that this is a topic that's so close, that hits so close to home because we're following this team. But bad bullpens are a plague for a lot of teams in Major League Baseball right now. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Braves are not alone in, in a, a bullpen that is unreliable, as we saw yesterday, Saturday, with the huge comeback. We saw in that Chicago series how bad their bullpen is. Even some bullpens like Tampa that are really supposed to be the cream of the crop have had stretches where they've really struggled. So, um, you know, is this a, is this a – maybe Beautiful. this is an area – well, maybe it's an error in, ba- in a, a area in baseball that – is sort of not they're not teams are not willing to commit money to relief uh, relief core they you know i mean that's why Kirk Kimbrell is still unemployed is that they're trying to figure out ways to cost be a cost effective with that portion of your roster um and i think that these results are showing what you get yeah i mean so walks per 9 speaking of bullpens the Braves are second worst 14th in the NL. The Cubs are the worst. The Nats are 12th. Sorry, so Braves are 5.56 walks per nine. The Nats are 12th at 4.94. The Mets are 11th at 4.64. The Phillies, quite good, third at 3.01. Um, the Braves are actually ninth in the NL um, in XFIP for the bullpen, 457. The Mets are dead last, 539. The Nats are second worst at 536. The Phillies are middle of the pack, sixth at 399. There's, um, you know, you're right. I mean, it's not like anybody in the NL East particularly has a shutdown bullpen. So it gets back to, Ham, hey, what are we going to do is we're going to cross our fingers and hope these some of these guys figure it out and we're gonna wait keep, for help to come. We're going to keep throwing those guys out there and see what we're going to keep throwing them guys out there. Exactly. Yeah, and you, and you hope that you have an 11 to one lead. And if a guy gives up three runs, then you only win 11 to four. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you see nights like Saturday night, Sunday night where our offense, it goes pretty deep, right? I mean, you get oh, yeah. into flowers and stuff like that. And, you know, Dansby's come back to earth a little bit with his average, but the power is still there and the ability to hit those clutch, you know, meaningful homers is still there. So the offense can do it. And I know we're going to talk about starters. The, the starters are really impressive, especially with Fultz. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, what you hope is, and this is sort of, you know, everybody has these problems, right? And as Ballpark Frank said, you win, you're going to win a third of your games and you're going to lose a third. And that's what you do with that other third that makes a difference. And you just hope your bullpen doesn't cost you too many of that other third. 
right? And I hope we don't have too many weeks or too many series like we did against Arizona where we've got good pitching, but we're going to need to rely on the bullpen and they don't come through. Right? Yeah, and it was easy to watch that Arizona bullpen and be like, oh my God, this is worst case scenario. Yeah, which it's it was. It's all falling apart, which, which it, it was. Did. <laughs> and then, you know, Saturday comes around and they pitched seven plus scoreless innings. Um, now I say that, we, you know, like I said, we're recording this Sunday night. Biddle replaced, um, Biddle replaced Freed and got the first guy he faced to walk to fly out, and now has walked the second batter that wow. he has faced. Of course, like I said, um, Tom, I'm the only person not to walk anybody this week. <laughs> there you go. Congrats. All right, so guys, we we spoke about the rotation a little bit. Let's talk about the back of the rotation as the as three of the young guys pitched this week. So Freed continued his brilliance in game one against Arizona, going six, giving up two runs in Sunday night's games. And right. The, and those two runs, by the way, um, against Arizona were his first runs of the season. Uh, Freed was brilliant Sunday night against Cleveland. He went six and a third and gave up a run. I'm not sure. I think one of the guys on base may be his. Uh, so at, at, at worst, he'll give up two runs. And was in a so, jam early, walked three guys early and pitched out of it uh, really, right. really well, looked very mature. And then had some like quick innings and got his pitch count back down and, you know, made it into the seventh. I mean, Freed, I think, is here to stay. His, his you know, his um, his innings and and pitch count is the only, you know, the only thing holding him back, I would say. He's got a 1.04 ERA. Yeah. So Soroka got the call and he pitched game three against Arizona and he looked damn good. He went five, giving up one run and two walks. And then there's Tukey. Hmm. So after his six innings of shutout relief against the Mets, where it was just this amazing heroic performance, earning him a start, he had a disastrous time in Cleveland Saturday night. One and a third, six hits, seven earned, three hit batsmen. Seems impossible. Um, so look, the back end of the rotation, just in terms of keeping the mileage down on these guys, it's going to be a bit of a, um, revolving door, but Fulty made his third rehab start Sunday with Gwinnett. (laughs) Well, he got, he got knocked around the first couple innings and then he, and then he shut him down for like three and two thirds more. I mean, he's, he's coming back. His velocity was up. I think that this is as much rust as he's going to knock off in the minors, and he's coming. So Julio, Gossman, Fulte, Freed, Soroka. For a while, anyway, Hammy. Do you see it any different? No. I mean, I, I, I don't want it any different. You know, you. I feel like Soroka's health is so tenuous at this point. I'm just, you know, I want to treat him so gingerly. Uh, he comes up, we get these flashes of what he can do, and then he's gone so quickly, just as quickly. So uh, I worry for that still. Um, but I like that five. Um, I, I am so high on Freed right now. I mean, he's just, he looks so great. You see, you know, a little Cole Hamels, a little Steve Avery, a little Glavin. I mean, he is the real deal. Um, and I cannot wait. And I think you see Gossman, and I was sort of questionable on Gossman at the beginning of the season. When he's on, he's an ace. Yeah, um, and two know, out of three of his starts, he's been really on. Really, really on. So that's certainly promising. I'm all, I'm all in on Fulte. Um, 
I, I don't worry about, you know, you think those Gwinnett starts, he's trying to do something and maybe would, that he wouldn't do in a real game situation, um, working stuff out. Uh, I think he's going to be great. I like Tehran even. I mean, Tehran is now that we don't have to rely on him so much. I think he can give us some quality starts here and there. Um, I love our rotation. I love that five. I love it. And then, you know, hopefully Tukey figures something out, and, um, and so does Bryce Wilson, and so does Kyle Wright, and helps yep. our beleaguered bullpen. And Sean Newcomb. Yeah. And yeah, Luis you know, Gohara. Newcomb's had one start. Well, I was going to say, like, the choices beyond those five get a little thin. I mean, Newcomb had one start since he was demoted, and he gave up four walks in five and two-thirds. Kyle Wright was knocked around in his one start since he went down. I really do think Bryce Wilson will spend some time in the bullpen and become a fixture out there. But they will, you know, look, Tukey's not done. When Tukey's on, he is about unhittable. Yeah. Like you saw in that relief appearance. And like we saw at times last year. Tukey, you know, it was just a dreadful time. Saturday night, maybe it was cold, whatever. Um, so he's probably, and he's probably, you're right, the next guy up, right? Our sixth starter right now. Um, Tukey. But- yeah, but I don't want, I don't want so right now Soroka or Freed missing starts to give Tuki a start right now, and yep. and I don't think they would. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Next up, shot in the dark. But first, a quick break. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Okay, shot in the dark, our crazy predictions for the week that just concluded. And we will begin with our three listener shot in the dark picks. We were shamed by Twitter that we're not giving enough people chances. So I picked <laughs> really three. want to move these. Not that these. shaming works. Not that shaming no. works. Right. <laughs> this is completely right, so unrelated. 
So first up, Bart Chin predicted that more Braves players, sorry, that Braves players would hit more homers than Braves pitchers would surrender, including a game-winning homer and a pinch-hit homer. Wow. So um, up until Sunday night's game, the Braves had hit six and given up four. So now they've hit two tonight, right? I mean, I know Donaldson hit two. Did anyone else hit a homer? I don't think so. No. So they're at they're at um, they're at eight, and Freed gave up one. So it's eight to five, uh, but no game winners and no pinch hit homers. So not looking good, Bart. But thank you. Um, the Platinum Sombrero podcast they predicted Soroka would throw six shutout innings. And they were very close. Soroka went five and gave up one. And then Tim Bishop predicted that Luke Jackson would make at least three appearances, give up zero runs, two hits or less, and six strikeouts. So at this point, Luke Jackson has made two appearances, no runs, so you're there, you're good there. One hit, you're good there, and three strikeouts. So you need, Tim, you need Luke Jackson to make an appearance here. Um, in Sunday night and give up no more than one hit and strike out three guys. So we will get back to you, Tim, if you win that. <laughs> fingers Thanks. crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. All right, so let's see how we did. I predicted that the Braves would win both the Kluber and the Bauer games. So Kluber, no, that was the Tehran start. The Bauer game, impossibly, yes. But um, yeah, one out of two does not cut it. Hammy, you predicted that Ronald Acuna would lead the team in hits and homers and RBI. So this is obviously uh, still in progress here. He's behind Donaldson and homers, right? Mm-hmm. And he's what, tied for hits with Donaldson? He's tied for hits. Uh, and actually, no, I think he uh, is up on hits because he, he had another hit. He has two okay. hits tonight. Donaldson has three. But he had five coming into the night. Donaldson only had three. So he's up on hits, but uh, he would need a homer um, to tie to for that that to happen. So right. he may get one more at bat. It's they're in the eighth slot right now, top of the eighth, one out. It may get back to him. So it's like not only do we have to deal with the dumb microphones <laughs> everywhere, and every struck ball sounds like it was shot out of a cannon, but these Sunday night games are also screwing up our shot in the dark. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Seriously, do you guys hate the do you guys hate the Sunday night broadcast with all the mics everywhere and every ball sounds like it's just like a shotgun? It doesn't even sound natural. It doesn't sound like well, it doesn't sound like baseball. We've yeah. all grown up with baseball for generations and it doesn't sound like baseball. Okay. It's like the fake baby cry that they air in every commercial <laughs> that sounds nothing like a baby crying. Exactly. Um, all right, so Curtis, very close. You had Tukey going God, six innings, so two close. earned or less, and seven strikeouts. So close. <laughs> it was more two innings, six <laughs> earned. You said your numbers wrong. Wrong categories. Yeah. Seven, yeah, right. The earned runs were the strikeouts. The <laughs> innings were the earned runs he gave up. <laughs> Does that is it work that way? If I can somehow manipulate the numbers to where they match something else? <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, categories right. don't count as long as you get the numbers right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's see what we got going on for this week. So I'll start. I'm predicting that Minter records three saves and that Chad Sabatka records one. How Big many week. Guys Big week Sabatka for the back hit. end of the board. Yeah, exactly. One save and 17 walks. 
<laughs> All right, Hammy, what do you got? Uh, Braves hit nine homers in the series against Cincinnati. They're going to light it up. I like it. I guess that means it won't be as much of a house of horrors as Curtis always likes to point out about Indeed. Cincinnati. It'd be good. Uh, yeah, so Kurt, what you, do you got? Isn't that the bandstand, the band box? What do you always call it, Curtis? No, that's, that's yeah. Philly. Oh, that's Philly. Philly. But doesn't Cincinnati have one too? Yeah, they do. Yeah. It is tiny. It is a stupid ballpark. Um, I have Freddie Freeman since we never sort of – Freddie is one of those guys that we never sort of talk about or pick because his greatness goes unaccredited many times. Um, batting over 400 with eight extra base hits this week. I like it. I like it. Certainly All not right, on folks. this show for Freddie. What did you say? Certainly not on this show. Freddie's greatness goes unaccredited. How much do we talk about Freddie Freeman? I said he was going to be the MVP this season. That's my that's my season long was shot in the dark. <laughs> that was like the first show we did of the season. I don't know that we've uttered his name other than maybe the it, it is crazy. He is just that hit. solid stabilizing force on the team. And yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, all right. So, folks, remember, you get to play two each week. So get your shot in the dark in before first pitch on Tuesday. Uh, send it in via Twitter. And if we pick yours, we'll discuss it on next week's show. And you could win an ABT koozie. All right. So, guys, let's look at the week ahead. Six games coming up. Three in Cincinnati and then three back home with Colorado. And let's look at the pitching matchup. So we got Gossman facing new Cincinnati Reds, Sonny Gray, who's off to a decent start with a 279 ERA. Next up should be Mike Soroka versus ex-Washington National Tanner Roark and his 3.60 ERA. Brave killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Final game in Cincinnati, Tehran versus Anthony. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tehran versus Anthony DeSclafini and his 579 ERA. That last name scared me. It tripped me up. <laughs> um, all right. Back to Atlanta, which should mark the return of Mike Fultonevich as he faces Anthony Senzatella and his 355 ERA, not wow. to mention on Ronald Acuna bobblehead night. That so is an all-time name matchup right there. Fulton Avitz <laughs> against Senzatella. Yeah. Senzatella. But seriously, pretty exciting Friday night. I mean, the bobbleheads, I imagine it'll be sold out anyway, and Fulton's return. Well, my youngest son is passing up the opportunity to go see the new Avengers to go to that baseball game. Good Me and my oldest are doing the same. Monsters. Good for yes. you. Um, all right. Game two will be Max Freed versus John Gray and his 278. And then the final game should be Gossman again and no pitcher listed for the Rockies. So, Curtis, six games, three in Cincy, three back home with Colorado. What What do the Braves do this week? I'm going big. Five and one. Ooh. Two and one, three and oh. Ooh. Sweeping the Rockies, yeah. Kiss of death. <laughs> uh hammy what do you got i'm a smidge less optimistic it's four and two two and one two and one yeah same with me how do you think faulty does guys give a give me an over under on earned runs uh over under two and a half over under yeah i think under two i think he I goes under six that. um and uh gives up less than two and strikes out more than four. Ooh. I want to go back in the dark. I know. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, actually, and then throws 15 fastballs, <laughs> 17 uh, outside curveballs. Steve, Steve, can you cut his mic? 
<laughs> I'll just end the show is what I'll do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> on that right, note. On that yes. note. <laughs> Remember, you can find us at our new home of Spreaker, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And as always, you can find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com to access all of our shows and to post in our comment section. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and go Brave! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem, it's a hard thing to admit. Had to get on the program, it ain't an easy road when you quit. Had- get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.